Hello and welcome to Coffee with the K's. We are in our second episode, our second episode of our first ever podcast, Coffee with the K's. So, hey K's. Hey. <laughs> We're the K's and we have coffee. Look at that. Hey. That's it. Could be a dangerous combination. <laughs> no, look out world. Are yes. you ready for this? <laughs> Josh got an extra one again. Uh-oh. I know. I know. But it, hey, that was it. They messed it up. So then, yeah, ended up getting an extra one. So it looks pretty good right now. So, it close. so you browbeat the Starbucks employee <laughs> into giving you an extra coffee? No, you no. A free it's card a, for that was, <laughs> was out of the kindness of her heart. You yeah. know, this she felt is, bad. Was she one's... crying? <laughs> I know. This one's better. I like this one. Whatever this you got this time. Okay, so this was. So this is. This is why I, I'm sure. This is why I ended up getting the the extra one. Okay, is because it, it was definitely a complicated order. Okay, I'll pull. I'll pull it up. So this okay. is an americano. Okay, and so americano is like the espresso with the um, water. With the water, right? With the hot water. All right, with a splash. Okay, of, of heavy cream, cream, right? Because we don't do milk. No, uh, no none milk. of us. We're we're not into the milk. And seriously, if you're not doing the heavy cream, you should try it because you should try it. it's it, awesome. It's it really a treat. is. It it's is very treat. much so. Has a great taste to it. It actually keeps the the coffee. Hotter, longer. There was a uh, study. Did you know about that? No. Yeah. No, you, you probably researched it. Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, <laughs> but that was it, right? And it holds. It holds like the temperature longer. So anyway, so that was it. It was a. It was an extra splash of heavy cream. Um, now you're gonna freak, okay? It was, oh. It's a grande. It's four shots. <laughs> okay. I'll be all right. I just, you haven't got to that well, extra cup of coffee yet. <laughs> I know. We're going to be right. gardening. We're going to be watching you closer. As soon as you see me reach for it. <laughs> I'll just move it over to this side yeah, of the yeah, table. Yeah, no, I'm going to be here. just crawling across know, the table know, like know. little by little throughout the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is good. And Ron already had his nitro, so that's uh, that's gone. Good yeah, go. nitro, already, nitro. That's why, yes. Here Nitro cold brew. There we go. So we talked um, coffee. Now we're going to talk music. There we go. So let's talk about music. So some things that we want to pick up from our last episode. Uh, we discussed uh, mistakes. We discussed, um, we want to discuss bad habits. And we want to discuss uh, accepting critique and uh, why that's important. Okay. So um, I've, I, I, we talked about it after we were done. I mean, we all enjoyed that uh, that last podcast that we did it was a lot of fun it was, it was fun. fun yeah yeah i so, um, hope you guys enjoyed it so you know just kind of pick up where we left off here so we were talking about the importance of making mistakes when you practice making mistakes when you're in your lesson uh yes. more importantly so you want to elaborate on that a little bit yeah attitude you know uh you know, it's uh, understanding the process of learning that, you know, you're going to need to make mistakes. You're not going to learn anything if you're not making mistakes. And uh, a lot of people don't understand that. They're, they're horrified when they make a mistake, you mm-hmm. know, and they're embarrassed and uh, re- dejected and all that. And it's it's a uh, lack of understanding the process because, you know, as I said before, that to practice the studio floor should be littered with mistakes. There you go. You just come here and you dump them all out and you get them all out of your system and then there's less of them to be had. Quick plug. That was a line from his blog. Yes. All right. (laughs) Musiclessonspensacola.com slash blog. Is that how you say blog? I just said blog. What is wrong with my voice? I don't know. 
It's a blog. It's not a blog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blog. Oh. But yeah, because you said the same thing in your in your blog. Yeah. <laughs> and you talked to, talked yeah. about that. Yeah. Littering the floor with your mistakes is such a good quote. It's a good way to think about it. That's the purpose. That's the whole idea. And well, I so tell- you figure you come into the studio, you're you're gonna know there's gonna be mistakes right. made. Not like, oh my god, how does that happen? <laughs> you know? Well, and that happens. I mean, I tell my students, this is a safe place. This is the place you want to make mistakes, so then we can fix them. You don't want to go and be playing and performing for somebody, or or playing even just, you know, for people that are sitting around your living room and making mistakes there. You want to be able to make the mistakes here, so then we can fix them. Yeah. And it, it's a safe place. And That's our job. You is know, as an instructor, you know, our ears are, are tuned to listen for perfection. And the student's ears, nine times out of ten, aren't that critical. Yeah. And so they could be making mistakes and not even knowing it. Exactly. So that's why, you know, we stop them and correct them. <coughs> yeah, we, we stop them and correct them and point out their mistakes so that they can recognize them and do something about it, you know, and yeah. take another run at it. But you got to not be frustrated or upset. You have to understand that this is the process and this is what's going to happen. And if you don't get upset and you don't get stressed, you're going to have a, a much better lesson experience and you'll you actually go. learn quicker. Well, less stress. Be in the way. That's it. Less yeah. stress on you because when you realize the process, you know, it does. It takes that pressure off. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it perfect when you show up for your lesson. Well, how many times do you hear a student say, but I practiced. I really did. I practiced. Oh, you no, think, the best one. You're going to think oh, I, I was. Practice. I did this so much better at home. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I always do it better at home. But yeah. what, what happens with that is we know mm-hmm. when a student has really practiced. You can't oh, yeah. fake There's it. No fake. We also know when they haven't practiced. <laughs> I mean, after clear. years of experience of doing this, yes. yeah. you, you know if they're telling the truth. And, yes. and they may think they're telling you the truth. Yeah, but they're not because it's just a fact. <laughs> that's right. You know, if you if you throw some up in the air, it's going to come down. It's like right. gravity. You right. know, hundred out of a hundred times. If you practice, you're going to get the results. If you can't get the results, you haven't been practicing, or you haven't been practicing correctly. Well, and that is awesome because that leads us right to our next point about bad habits in your practice and how sometimes the thing that's hanging you up is exactly what you just said that there's something in your practice that you're doing wrong and that's what's inhibiting your success or inhibiting your your abilities you know and so you might think that you're doing it right and then you come to your lesson you find out that no it's been wrong well if you were reinforcing that the whole week now you've got twice the amount of of you know yeah, you've got to undo the yeah, bad you gotta, habits and that's reinforce it. the good ones. So exactly. you have twice as much work to do. you got twice as much work to do, right. And so that's also one of the reasons why in the lesson it's so important that we drill with the, with the students, right. you know, and right. they drill with us. And you got to be comfortable hashing this stuff out because then that way you can see what it is you're trying to shoot for we can show you you talk about that critical ear you know we can kind of show you these are the things you're supposed to be looking for working on this next piece or exercise or whatever well and it's it's not a sprint 
They're, they're, yeah. It's not a sprint to the finish line. You know, sometimes you get students that just want to pass off the songs, pass off the songs. Well, yeah, as, as we've told them, you know, it's not a race to the end of the book because you could go through the whole book, pass off all your exercises, and then you don't have any skills. Right. What, yeah. what, good, what, did what good did it do? What right. was it that you accomplished, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and a lot of times they, they're six songs ahead. And, you, you know, they're messing up, and, you, you know, we need to do a little review here. And yeah. You put the page back, and they can't do that one. Yeah. And it's, well, why can't they do that one? Because they didn't They didn't make that permanent. Right. They didn't make that a, a daily reinforced habit that they could just do it. You know, like, like I tell kids, you know, like, what's your phone number? And they just rattle it right back at you. Right. Well, why is that so easy to remember? Because you've done it, a, you know, a million times. Exactly. And, right. and so that repetition is so vitally important. Yeah. And you know, if they do the repetition, then they'll they'll proceed, and they they would be able to go back and play something. You know, maybe they won't play it perfect the first time through, right? But you give them, you know, one or two times, and they're going to nail it. That's you right. know, it's, That's not, right. it's not going to be like they never saw it before. Right. If that happens, then it's time to go back more. Right. Well, yeah, because not what it really means is that the foundation hadn't been fully laid. Yes. You know, right. and, and that happens from time to time does. because they don't they don't practice right. on a regular basis. They don't get yeah. in that practice yeah. routine every day and that work and, and reward cycle. You know, yeah. and then that's what happens. You know. Right, and that's it with um, with the the lessons. I always try too to tell a student, this is the purpose of this song. Exactly. This song we're working on dotted quarter eighth notes, and so if you're really not getting it, it's okay for us to work on this another week because you're not understanding the concept. The concept, yeah. and that's going to come up because all of the method books and things we use, they it builds, it builds. So if you're missing a, a critical concept. You can't move on. Yeah, you're You've taking a brick right. out of the wall. Yes. You know, there you go. It's not very stable. Yeah. And even with voice, you know, I have a student now working on a song that has a lot of words, and so it's really good for her diction and working on using using her mouth in that way. It's a little bit different than songs that, you know, are real, really... Um, What's the word? Legato. Legato. There Legato. you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the coffee yeah, from a drummer. I know. Right? Yeah. Yay, drummer. That's it. Awesome. Oh, there you more go. Coffee more coffee. More coffee. I know, right? That's it. Never reach for the cold brew here. So, yeah. Well, and I think that there's definitely been times where I've been teaching a student and I start to realize, okay, the foundation is, is not where it needs to be. They, they should be getting this quicker. It's not happening let's go back and review and then we do that review and yeah that's not there and you get there and and to me that can be upsetting to the student but i feel like aha like we found it it. okay so you know and that's but the problem is that's kind of a blow to your ego oh absolutely when you you have when you realize that you thought you knew something you didn't yeah child or adult it's everything right right. but that's part of understanding the process is that you know okay i'm gonna make mistakes here at my lesson because that's why i'm here Mm-hmm. And you know, and I'm going to identify my mistakes and learn to listen critically and not make those mistakes, and I'm going to get better. Yeah. But you have to be patient, and right. you have to you have to know that it's it's not a sprint. Yeah, no. You know, some people, um, you know, they start thinking, well, you know, I'm paying money to, for these lessons, so I'm you know I'm trying to get you know ten years worth of lessons in a month. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, 
you know, you got the wrong attitude. You're you're pretty much shooting yourself in the knee. You're setting yourself up to fail. Yeah. I mean, that's that's because it's not then realistic. Let's just skip over what you consider as, you know, fundamental to learning this instrument and, and go with where I want to be. Right, you know? right, right. And it's, it's like, you know, perspective. You yeah, know? yeah. And there has to be a certain amount of trust in the teacher. Um, yes. you know, and that's right. why you're paying them. You know, exactly. Soon. Yeah. Is that you trust that they're going to teach you and, and you're going to benefit from their experience and, and knowledge. Yeah. And so then you got to yield to that. And you got to realize that, you know, your friends or you might not know better than the teacher. The teacher might know. And the best thing is if you just try what the teacher's telling you mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks. You're going to see huge difference yeah. because that's all it takes. Yeah. It just locks right in and starts kicking in, and then you go, yeah, okay, that works. You know, practice and, there you go. and count and yeah. you know, use a metronome and those oh, fundamental skills. There's metronome. that word. I've been thinking metronome. it the whole time we've been talking. <laughs> that, that metronome, metronome is such a standard that we all use, yeah. and that's one of the biggest problems is a student will come in and – You'll say, I'll say, okay, so what did you practice this at? And they don't know. So that means they didn't practice with the metronome. And now you realize that the lesson is going to be getting practicing with the metronome. Yeah. And a lot of people like, well, I like, I could do it faster. You know, Mm -hmm. let's do it Mm -hmm. at 56. I could do it at 96. Well, explain that. I'm really good at doing this at 96. Well, the reason that they think they're doing better Mm -hmm. is that. The window of opportunity to spot your mistakes, even for a trained ear, gets smaller the faster the tempo. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're at 56, it's it's real wide. There's lots of space in between those beats. Lots of places to put the you know the wrong note in the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah. When you're going fast, it's going by so fast that you can just kind of shoot and guess. Yeah. And and it sounds like you you know that sounds yeah, right. That's close enough. But yeah. You're not yeah. actually playing it correctly well i'm talking about the critical ear that we were mentioning earlier right see that's the thing for somebody who's professional musicians you know when you have teachers that are you know really good at what they do and and you know professionals in their own right uh, experts in their field you know we listen with that critical ear we can hear those mistakes at those faster tempos like that. And then, you know, for the student, a lot of times they haven't gained that skill yet. They haven't gained that that type of critical ear. You can get there, but the only way you can get there is by training it. Yes. Starting at 56, starting at 60, starting, you know, yeah, and then gradually going faster. And it, it's funny because it's... When you think about it, it's such a simple concept. Start out slow, gradually right. go fast. But how many times do we see, and we've even, you know, I even know myself, I remember, you know, early on learning this too, you know, that you you somehow feel like, well, no, just, you know, there's got to be another secret. Like, there's got to be yeah. another way. <laughs> like, you know, we were talking about Eddie Van Halen, right, you know, um, earlier, and, you know, discussing about how, um, you know, we know because of, you know, accounts and stuff that we've heard, not just from him, but from, you know, his brother and stuff about how much time he spent with his instrument, you know, drilling and drilling and drilling, you know. And, you know, it it would be, it's impossible to think that, well, you could reach that same level of proficiency without that time without that right, time right. and and yeah. without that that dedication yes. you know and well, I, I think most experts in music would agree that if you can play it slow and steady mm-hmm. 
and then you increase the tempo and you know 10 beats per minute or at a time or whatever you could get it up to in the 200s if you wanted to yeah but your accuracy is going to be much greater yes there you go because Absolutely. as you start you know mastering the slower tempos you start getting a feel for what it should feel like in when it's played properly right you know right and then of course you know we're not robots so we're not doing everything by the metronome as the absolute you know end all be all way of doing music right uh but it's in, a tool if, yeah it's, for it's, you to yeah. Uh, yeah. for you to you know widen the pocket or or be creative and give it a more bluesy funky kind of feel you have to know where dead center is that's Absolutely. right because yeah. if not it's yep. going to be a mess it's going to be all over the place right, right. yeah point, point of reference, reference. exactly right. so that perfect standard right you know once you understand how that works then you you know you can work with that and, and you will get better and it you can actually save more time by doing it slow and getting it slow and steady and then moving it up than if you try and just do it at the fastest, right? Yeah. Well, and that's that's the thing. I think you have to ask yourself, you know, as you're trying to learn, you know, what would you rather do? Would you rather bump it up fast and spin your wheels for weeks yeah, after weeks and, and, and get frustrated, right. and then start having those thoughts of, well, maybe this isn't the instrument for me, or right. maybe I right. shouldn't be. And any, which none of us believe that. No. You know, <laughs> or. Take the time to work the slow tempo and gradually go faster. And that process, you said understanding the process, that process of starting slow, gaining the control, gaining the skills, and then gradually go faster is going to be significantly shorter than if you just try to bang it out real fast over and over and over over again. Yeah. But it is a tool because I know with a lot of piano students, and I've talked to piano teachers, I have teachers I know that... um, they, oh, I'm never going to use a metronome because it stifles that. creativity, and it oh, doesn't that's because just an excuse. well, because you know we're dead. <laughs> that's what I think. That's what I think. Speak your mind. Say it like hey, hey, it's fertilizer. Man. It's our it's podcast. We can say what yeah. we I know, but it's it's the truth. It's the truth with piano. They, if it does stifle your creativity, you're not very good to begin with. Well, you're not. You know, yeah, something yeah, that simple, playing in time, is going to stifle your creativity. Well, which is ridiculous. If you get it and you play it in time, then I'll say to students, okay, now turn the metronome off. Now you can do that retardando at the end. Right. Now you can, you know, do a little bit of an increase here and play you can it play it a yeah. little freer. Right. You know, Fur Elise is a perfect example on oh, piano because everybody just wants to go, na 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 and then they get to the next part and it's like, you know, and they're right. not playing the right notes. Elise went to sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> then you have to you play it with the metronome. Get it even. Get all those eighth notes coming right. out even. Get the pedaling in there, and then now turn it off. Now you can kind of give and take right. and put that expression. Because well, you, you know where center. You've is. established. Yes, yes. Yeah. you've and established then it's the center, and then yes. it can be beautiful. There and you and go. that's it's such a joy. Yeah, so that's awesome. That's great. So, well, we covered a lot of things today on our podcast here. I hope that for our listeners, this was uh, good insights and things that you could use yourself. Uh, Feel free to uh, rate and review our podcast everywhere that you are hearing it. Visit our website at musiclessonspensacola.com. And also feel free to send us a message. Is there anything that you would like for us to discuss in this podcast? We are 
passionate music teachers, Very as passionate. you can tell. Yes. And uh, we want to help as many people. And passionate people, coffee drinkers. And passionate coffee drinkers. There you go. We want to help as many people succeed at their musical goals as possible. So thank you very much for your time. And we will share some coffee with you next time. Next time. All right.